time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, October 5th, 2020. We're excited about today's podcast. It's going to be the roundtable of the regulars, and we're looking forward to a great discussion. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're so grateful to have you as our listener. We just appreciate your feedback. So much feedback comes in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. Two things are a part of that we're really pleased with this industry syndicate check out all of the podcasts on industry syndicate.com as well as mortgagemedia.com thrilled to be a part of it also thrilled to have our sponsors here the mortgage bankers association of america be sure to check out the mortgage action alliance app that you can download on your smartphone it's an app that allows you to have your voice heard in washington dc on the hill on important initiatives and I tell you it is something i was on last night flipping through the various initiatives thinking about what we going to be talking about today. And I know Alice will cover some of that, but it's a great way to have your voice heard. And again, if you're not a part of the MBA, because you should be a part of the MBA and so should your company. But if you're not, you still can participate. That's the best part. Get your company to sign up to be a member of the MBA. We look at all that the MBA is doing for us. It it is really staggering. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution automatically addresses so many issues, compliance and delivery and power satisfaction. even have a great POS in there that I encourage you to check it out. Go out to their website or also to our sponsorship page. You'll see Dan Putney and I talking as well as some other information out there. I encourage you to check it out. Also, we're part of two co-ops, the Lenders One Co-op as well as the Mortgage Collaborative Co-op. And both of these co-ops create competitive advantages for both lenders and vendor members. I've been communicating with members of both from the vendor tech side as well as for the lender members, all really missing our get-togethers. Virtual meetings are honestly just not what an in-person meeting is. Something about that. We can work virtually. We're proving that. In fact, that's probably even working even better in some cases. But conferences that are virtually, well, I don't know. Hoping the MBA conference is wildly successful. Trisha says that they're getting good registration and they've got great sponsorship. So that's very exciting. Also, be sure to check out last week's podcast. I had Michael Jones on, the chairman of the community. Mortgage Lenders of America. Great discussion talking about some of the things that they're working on, the niches and the differences and the similarities between CMLA and MBA. Also, Indicom, a technology firm with mortgage expertise. And tell you, we had Linda Bomar on and it was such a good podcast with her team talking about some of the things that they're working on. Go to check out that podcast, August 31st of this year. Go back and check out the Indicom interview. It's really good. Also, Incelerate. This company does a great job. Josh, a friend, does a great job of helping lenders engage better with borrowers and prospects. I'm referring a lot of business over to them, and it was really good. Also, Ainsworth Advisors. This is a board of advisory service where more and more companies need to have an outside board. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginny Mae 
are both looking for this. So who is on your board? You need to get out and get a board of advisors. Check out AinsworthAdvisors.com as well as check out AI Assist. They're using artificial intelligence to reach borrowers. We're talking a little bit about this in the technology segment in the hot topic area. Also in Noviant, some of the best in business intelligence that's out there to help you on your mortgage executions. I'm really impressed with Ted Kramer and what Innovient is building. Also, two others that are really helpful, helping lenders on the recruiting side, specifically of top talent, and that's Mobility, RE, and Modex. Those two are the ones that are helping. Knowledge Cube does a great job in training, and I love what they do. We're using them more. More training is needed. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Analysis segment, when in the hot topic segment, how are you training your people? Tool and learning management system is what that is. Knowledge group. But anyway, mobility and uh, Modex both helping you find the top producers and actually being able to verify that they're top producers. Check out also Velma, Vendorser, Vidyard. And then again, a big thank you to Alice, Andy, Allen, and Matt for their contributions each and every week. And for those of you listening live, stay right here. We're going to move right into the hot topic. For those of you listening on a downloaded basis, just go move on to the next segment or the next podcast because it will be what we're about to record for our hot topic segment. So, folks, good to have you with us. This is the hot topic segment of the Liquid Unlending podcast. And today I am excited because we have a roundtable discussion with our regular guests with gaining insights and reflections on what is going on in the industry. And we're going to get right into it. Alan Pollock is here, and we're going to start talking about technology and start right off because probably nothing is changing our industry, where things are going, what has happened, and where things are going, then technology. And so, Alan, let's get it started off by, is there any magical software out there that you're seeing that's going to change the way our industry operates? Or what's your thoughts? Comment? Man, I wish there was magical software and I wish I built it yeah. because then I could, I could retire on my magical yacht with my magical friends. It'd be, it'd be fantastic. But no, there definitely is not uh, one magical pill. It's funny. We talked about this quite a bit. When you look at the press releases in our industry and you look at how people describe their solutions. They make it sound like it's the magical pill. Breaking, award-winning, industry-leading, automated, artificial yeah. machine learning. The reality is if you take the mortgage industry and you break it into pieces, which is a very systematic approach, like a manufacturing line, you've got to make sure that manufacturing line can manufacture product and it can run. And you won't have to have manufacturing parts and inventory so that if a screw pops out or the machine that makes the Hershey Kiss look like the Hershey Kiss, that nozzle breaks, you got an extra nozzle. So we have to, one, make sure that we have the redundancy of our manufacturing line. And it's an expensive thing to think about, right? Because we have people, which is the most expensive component. But then we also have technology that can assist in areas that just makes the most sense, right? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So how much insanity is on our manufacturing line and, and what can we do to improve it? So if you look at the technology solutions that are out there today, and, and I've been part of many of them, and I'm, we've probably been to a number of virtual conferences so far this year and, and technology showcases, there's fantastic solutions, completely innovative things. When you look at what happened with COVID, the ability for a homeowner to take pictures, to do an indoor appraisal and to geotag those photos, the date, time, and location, the ability for e-notes and to extract the data from that e-note and automate and run quality assurance analysis to run collateral credit and compliance rules, the things that takes a human eye. 
Let's keep the humans for the things that are exception-based. Let's do that. But when you break apart that, that mortgage process and you look at the manufacturing line, we're focused a lot on right, acquisition and the trust and worthiness of the customer wanting your product. We're focused a lot on how do you engage the customer and provide them the transparency within regulatory and compliant ways that they need to want to transact with you. How do you nurture that person from lead to prospect to actual right. application? How do you manage your risk across that? If you just look at that first piece, there's probably 10 different technology solutions there alone. You say, is there one magic pill? Definitely not. The only other thing I want to mention, David, so I don't take us sideways on going too deep, is we're moving to a world where borrowers, loan officers, because we're both, we're borrowers and loan officers, we, we're going mobile. Everything is being devised mobile. If you look at, we talked about last week, the new iOS update. For those Android fans, that's the Apple update to iPads and iPhones. iPads are becoming more and more popular and the newest Apple device, so they, they call it Mac OS, is going more app oriented, similar to an iPad. Things are run better, they integrate better, they're more universal. So there's this movement. And so we have to think about those antiquated old systems that are out there. And listen, I work for an LOS system and I can tell you without advertising for what they're doing, things are moving ahead with a major investment in moving away from the old way of doing business, which is this giant, heavy application, and moving to where things are app-oriented. That concept that Mac OS is going to, where you have an app and you have individualized apps and pieces that you need to manage those parts right. of your business, and going mobile and going accessible. So anyways, we're moving in that direction. So there's yeah. not one magic pill. I know it. And, and I'm going to go to Andy and then I'm going to go to Alice on this topic because I love the new Mac iOS system and I'm just loving what the new features are in this. What's your perspective on technology? Because I know you're a fan of technology. You love it. But you also have that CFO brain. So your comments and then coming over to Alice because I know she's doing some things very innovative. I want to talk about it. Andy? A couple of quick things. One, I love Alan's comment about the Hershey's Kiss uh, yes. loop. Uh, and that breaking off, that's actually called a, a reject and a byproduct. And so in accounting, we, that's where wood chips on lawns came from. Is we have tons of, and plywood, all kind of part of those byproducts. So monitoring workflow, I think, is a great thing to do. And I wa also wanted to mention a quick thing, and Alan didn't talk about it, but at his company, Open and Close, they're actually launching a stack architecture, which is revolutionary. It's going to be miles ahead of the competition when the, rolls out and, and that kind of flexibility is like the Mac OS with the various apps. And I agree with you, Dave, CFOs need to worry about the next thing, the next thing. When's it going to work? When's it going to end? When are people yeah. going to actually use it? So I think that's where part of the adoption is so important because it's not just about the next new thing. That is important, but it's also make it user-friendly, make it usable, make it improve your workflow instead of the tail wagging the dog. Let's have the technology do what we want it to do to enable us to be effective in our business. So with that, I'll give it back to you. Yeah, good. I love that. Alice, I, I, I just got to just shout out to Bill and Al what they're doing there at Union Home Mortgage because they're honoring you in a way. We've talked about this before, but I'm going to just slightly go there again. Can't resist because it's right down the mi middle of where I think so much important development needs to happen. That's called business intelligence. 
And Bill and Al have developed a system called Ask Alice. It's a query system. So they honored you because you're the head of training and you are the best. So you have all this knowledge, tremendous amount of knowledge, and you have so much to offer to our industry. And they capitalized on that. And so it's a system where it's an intelligence. It's business intelligence where instead of calling your underwriter, calling your processor, calling Alice, you can get a hold of her, is Ask Alice. So talk about some of the innovative things you're doing there at Union Home. In a practical way. Oh, I'm happy to. So real quick on the Ask Alice, I, it was funny because, so I did work with our IT team to develop it and pull together. You do a mix of your own development and some of the things you find off the shelf that help you get there uh, yeah. because it's going to add a tremendous amount of efficiency, right? That type of software and developing that is absolutely something you can justify in uh, the efficiency that it gains for everybody to have information at their fingertips. I want to go a little bit further into what Andy was talking about. We're playing off each other here, this adoption and how to improve it. One tip for everybody who's listening is, and especially to those in senior management, is you have to have a way for people to every single day submit suggestions on how to improve their day-to-day life in the technology. We implemented this about a year and a half ago, and we have hundreds and hundreds of suggestions, and we have implemented every one of them, except for the ones what? that go, hey, can I always get the best rate in town? No, you're probably not going to get that. So people only have to go one place to complete their job on a day-to-day right. basis. But little things like, why doesn't this field do this? Or how about if we added this? And my sister in her executive position would be, Seriously, those aren't major initiatives. Those aren't following major corporate objectives. You mean your senior executives stop what they're doing, everybody listens, and follows and listens to those ideas? And the answer is yes, because we believe little things make huge improvements. And that is really how we survived a big part. One of, I should say, one of the main things of how we survived uh, the increase in uh, volume over COVID was we were in, we've been implementing those 50 little things. And they all amounted to a huge thing, not to mention what you get from partners at your company who are now excited because they can implement and be a part of change and improvement. Which is such a good segue. We could spend two podcasts full time, hours, just talking about technology and some of the things. Uh, But Alice, what you just were touching on is having people's voices heard is really a key to retaining top talent. And we're looking at what salary demands are out there. We know what the pressure is. Every one of your underwriters, every one of your underwriters, every lister listening to this podcast is getting job offers with higher salaries. I'll give you this much. You just come on over. I'll pay you a sign-on bonus. Just come on over. Please come over and help us. Well, it doesn't matter. We'll probably lay you off as soon as we get with that higher salary. We'll probably have to lay you off right afterwards. But it was, it's just so good. How do you retain top talent? So there's three, there's numerous studies. So I'm going to give out four real quick topics and I want to get this around. And Alice, you guys are doing a really good job as well as something I love is you're not just trying to hold on to everything you got, but you're bringing in fresh new talent. We're going to go to that in just a minute. But in light of salary demands and everything else, do you know where on a scale of one to 10, where salaries or income actually falls once someone has the job? Yes, it's important when someone's getting the job, but do you know where that actually lands? Study after study has said on a scale of one to 10, one being the most important, and I'm talking fast, so fit this all in, on a scale of one to 10, one being the most important, 10 being the least important, it always falls in the bottom half. In other words, 
six, seven, or eight. And you know what the top three are is when I say I'm working at Union Home or whatever the name of your company is. I have a sense of pride. I have a sense of who I'm associated with, who I'm working with. The second thing is, do I feel my voice is heard? And when I give a suggestion and drop it into the suggestion box, is there just a shredder at the bottom of the suggestion box that just chews up and they do nothing with it? You've all seen that cartoon. Yeah, we welcome your suggestions and there's a shredder underneath it. That is all that has been like that for many companies. The third thing is, do you understand what you do? In other words, if I'm in a company and I'm working in processing or opening or underwriting or, or preparing docs, do I understand what my part does to contribute to the overall process. Those are the top three reasons. And then the other thing that was just playing out is what I'm telling listeners is this. What are you doing to educate and lift your talent? I could tell a great story myself, but I'm not going to get there. Let's get into that, Alice. You're doing so many things right and retaining talent. What are some of the things? And then we're going to get around to go backwards, Andy, and then back to Alan. And I love getting Alan's thoughts there in technology out there doing it. But Alice, what are you guys doing there at Union Home to retain top talent? I think you have to challenge people and give them the ability to grow themselves. One of the books I recommend for folks, if you like quick reads, there's a book called The 27 Challenges Managers Face. And there's a section in that book on the challenge of managing superstars. And it gives some very specific action items that you can do to help manage your superstars. Things like how to keep them engaged. What do they really want, Dave, as you mentioned, on how to keep them, how do you need to retain them? And this is a lot to do with you have to elevate as a manager. What are you doing in their one-on-ones to discuss when they work, how they work, what is the work that they're doing? Is it important enough? Getting them very involved and committed in the company. Then you also have to know how to accept if we're going to lose one for sure. What do you do then? How do you manage that? And when do you need to move a superstar into a more leadership position in order to keep them challenged? So I love that little, that's one of the challenges in that book uh, that we teach our teams to. It's by Bruce Tulgan. And uh, I recommend that as a quick topic. So if you're not sure what to do, that's one of the things I recommend. It's really up to you to motivate and challenge them. Like you said, beyond pay. We do a lot of leadership training on this for our entry-level managers. And they find it as a great Bible that they keep by their desks. Every new manager comes to our company gets this book. Andy Shell, your thoughts. I love that. I made some notes as you were first talking about this. And so I completely agree with the study that you found. In the research that I've done, there are three or four things. And they're the things we've already mentioned. But the, the, the things that help people feel connected, engaged, supported, include being respected is one, don't yell at them. Don't surprise yep. them. If you're going to avoid it, if you need them to work the weekend, don't tell them Friday afternoon. Recognize their contributions, even celebrate the small steps. People do birthdays, but when a new employee closes their first seven loans or just find a bunch of little things to say, thank yeah. you, we care. And obviously you talked about the Listen, my biggest things are respect, which includes letting people be heard. Learn to listen to what people say, and it's not just the overt statements, it's the body language, the how they speak, the when they speak, the why they speak. All those things are important to encourage people to participate. And then obviously, as Alice was saying, engage. Engagement is super important, but that also means enablement. So enablement means providing a means to be successful. That's training, 
that's how to make a difference to know why what they're doing is important and how to do what they do well. So that starts with defined workflow and procedures that are converted into easy to follow directions that are like cartoons even or videos and whatever else. And then the engagement part. So the engagement part can extend all the way through iconology. So that means like logos, a logo lapel pen. Get people involved in internal teams, like the birthday party planning. Form groups of people internally, constantly pursue improvement. So you form groups with, with several teams from different groups, and they only meet once a month, and they can talk about how to make it better. That's engagement as well. It is one of our favorite topics when we're having barbecues sometimes doing that. Alan, let's get over to you. You're talking about how you can do this. Is there any technology you're seeing? Is there things? This is a human solution. Is there a technology um, enabler? So there is, of course. There's other solutions out there. You want to make sure, especially when you're hiring certain kinds of candidates, that you can accurately verify who they are, right? There's technology that looks at their social media past, present, and even, I can't say future because you can't do that, but past and present, those are all great things. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to switch the conversation on you, David. We're talking about technology. Hiring technology people is very hard. And hiring technology people that fit within the organization is very hard. Tech people are the engineering or the scientist type, not that number crunchers and compliance people and, and financial people aren't either but they're A-type personality. So all I can say is that company culture, as technology has grown and, and more of us see the need for technology and our companies go through transformations, we see the need for more empathy. We see the need for more trust and understanding, less mm-hmm. micromanagement, right? And it has to do with all types of employees. Giving technology people the respect that you would give to a non-tech person and giving them some freedom and less micromanagement and trust and then also helping to teach them, right? They, they, tech people are not all, they don't understand the business sometimes. They come from the black hole of tech. So I, I think finding culturally somebody that's going to fit well within the organization, it's not about just the right person for the right role. It's the right person for the team, for the company, for the future of the company. So that's, that's how I would answer that question. That's good. Really good. Appreciate that. And then if you read the book by Patrick Lencioni, The Five Dysfunctions of Leadership is the first one is a lack of trust. It's the foundation of everything. And that you works so well in technology, works so well across the board, all of it, all the way across all the parts. I want to get over to Andy on the last topic. Andy, I want to get into where we see things going 2021. We're seeing refinances. What happens if refinances drop 60%? Then we'll get over to Alice. And then Alan, again, we'll let you wrap it up. What are your thoughts, Andy? Real quickly, what are your thoughts? What should be lenders be doing and preparing? Well, as so Matt talked a little bit about the the prognosis for 2021. And at some point, we all know rates will rise. And when rates rise and the refis are going to slow down, purchase may slow down as well, but not as much. We know the MBA, uh, Marina talked about a couple of weeks ago that the MBA is forecasting a 60% drop in refi next year. So assume that that happens. And what does that mean? What we always see when we see competition for transaction volume is that we see margin compression. We also see we've expanded the industry to its maximum possible size at this point. And when we cut refi in half, and for a lot of lenders, refi has grown to be 60 or 70%, you cut that in half, and suddenly you've got the big shrink. you got the, the balloon in the air is going to go out, and it's going to go... 
It's going to all come back. And so when that happens, you can't keep everybody. And so we're going to fight for volume. So we're going to fight with margin compression, which is going to erode all the profits we made in 2020. Not all, but I'm exaggerating. It's right. also, though, an opportunity to pick who stays in the boat. Yep. We've got a whole bunch of people. Who are we going to keep? So I think thinking about who stays, who goes, it might not be first in, first out. It might be an opportunity to enhance and upgrade and then also have a forecast and a cash flow forecast to know how this is going to impact you. And at some point during margin compression, you got to just say no and focus on service and not just rate. Because if you always chase rate, you're always going to not be the best. Anyway, I'll leave it there, Dave. That's good. Good. Yeah, so many comments I want to interject in that, but let's get over to Alice. Alice, what are you guys doing to prepare for whenever that happens? If the MBA's prediction is true of 2020, 2021, take a 60% drop. What are you guys doing there? Any, anything you can share with us without getting into the secret sauce? Absolutely. We're a purchase shop anyway. So for us, we just constant reminders for the team, putting purchases first, really staying focused on that realtor relationship uh, is a big part of it, as well as Alan mentioned earlier, you have to have your tech stack that allows you to get out further Mm -hmm. up the funnel to reach customers sooner in that purchase transaction. So I think we're very focused to not let the resize become uh, that dessert that's always on the table. We know (laughs) that you have to have uh, the steak and potatoes that got to be there every time to keep the doors open. So I think everybody knows and expects it. So operationally, that's why I think we were going to talk a little bit too about turn times. That's why yeah. a lot of companies are not going, hey, I'm not going to staff up for 24-hour turn time right now because I know this right. is going away. We're just going to have to balance. So I think that's my two cents on that subject right now. That's good. I'm glad you interjected the turn times because it's one of the things I wanted to get to, but look at all of the big headliner issues. Alan, I want to get to you and we'll wrap it up with that. I want to just interject this. Go back and to encourage our listeners to listen to the May 25th, uh, 2020 podcast on the hot topic where grow your mortgage company through relationships using video. Now, it, it's the interview we did, Alec Hansen, and Alec has a book. And the, really the reason I bring this up is get his book bypassed. It is exactly what Alice was talking about. And we all know it's coming. The consumer behavior is different. And you need to maintain its purchase business. But how do you stay in touch with that? And Alice just touched on it. Again, go get the book Bypassed by Alec Hansen and go listen to the May 25th podcast. Alan. I can't really add too much more different than what our in-house experts have just added. Really Uh, Everyone's opinion is just so spot on. Uh, Ultimately, if you've got great technology partners and you've been implementing and investing in great technology solutions, sometimes it's not necessarily a direct impact like what Alice is doing at her company with Ask Alice. Those little steps creating such a bigger change, not just in technology and like this page look better, but in how people interact and respect the technology and, and the fact that new technology will be better adopted. That's so important in times like today. In addition, being able to leverage technology partners, I'll give you an example. I've got a a customer who, through one of our technology partners, is increased their post-closing pre-ship audits to a team that they didn't know even had that service, and it's a temporary ramp-up. So it's those kind of things. It's nurture, mature, strengthen your relationships, understand the technology, how to leverage it, how to work with your partners. That's why they're called partners. In, in everything everyone else in, on our podcast today has, has said, just such great opinions. Good stuff. Alan, 
Alice, Andy, thank you so much for your contribution to this point. Matt, who's already had to leave and go back to work to his desk. Uh, appreciate all of you contributing to this podcast each and every week. Listeners, yes, I did not get to any of your questions. I want to get through this. We almost need to have another podcast following on this just to answer all the questions that came in. Thank you so much for your listenership. Thank you for your sharing this podcast with others. We appreciate it. We don't get paid for doing this. It's just something that we do because we want to give back. And we're honored to have your listenership. The thing you can do in exchange is share it with others. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. Out of time here to say thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, Indicom, Incelerate, Ainsworth, Mobility RE, all of them, MBA, everything. So good to have you back here next week. We are going to be hopefully having a, a surprise guest working on that right now. Got to go. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.